Wellington Forever podcast, this time coming to you from two separate locations in the Wellington region of New Zealand. Darren, come in Darren, do you read me? I, I do, yes, I, I read you loud and clear. Excellent, so uh, yeah, if this uh, newfangled technology can all come together and uh, work on what is uh, our probably our most important podcast to date, mm. then we may never need to see each other face to face again, which is a massive win in my book. Oh, yep. Yeah, I can't steal your beers though if I don't see you in person. So, yeah, and and I've I've yet to come round to your new place and steal all your beers yet. So yeah, n- maybe once I've gone around there and raided your fridge, then we might start doing it this way. Yes, sounds good. Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, the twenty nineteen dra- NFL draft is officially in the books, so it's now time for every football outlet the world over be teaming with their own draft analysis and hot takes and oh they did this wrong and they did that wrong but um here at fourth and forever we are the real single source of truth and wisdom (laughs) so please won't you join us as we recap some of the more notable selections from over the weekend and um i guess we should just jump right into it of course the first pick in the draft was made by the arizona cardinals and they made the not so shocking decision to pick up Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Oklahoma, who, um, that, of course, we, we nailed it in our pick. Perfect! That yeah. absolutely nailed it. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, to, to call our like, knowledge and acumen and footballing ability to pick that one. Yeah, and uh, then shortly after that, I mean, we won't need to dwell on that one because everyone's going to be talking at length about Kyler Murray and stuff like that. But um, we'll probably talk a bit about Murray as we go through some of the Cardinals' other picks. Yeah. Because they basically decided that they're going to throw everything at making this air raid offense work. So we'll talk about that as we go through. Yeah. Uh, Then the San Francisco 49ers selected Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. We nailed that one as well. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The rest so that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, guys. And uh, no need to analyze any further. Uh, uh, we'll catch you next time. No, seriously. Okay. So uh, after this point, uh, it didn't quite go the same way as we had predicted. Um, yeah. Well, because they didn't uh, they didn't draft down or they didn't um, trade down. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, the Jets went with Quinn Williams, defensive tackle out of Alabama, um, which is a, a good, good, uh, big body have up the middle, uh, very disruptive, blah, blah, blah. But um, then came the first surprise pick of the draft as the Oakland Raiders picked up Cleland Farrell, or Farrell, or like however it is you pronounce it. Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Uh, defensive end out of Clemson. Now, we do see him as being a very good player, but everyone was a, a little surprised. Like, they don't want to diss on Cleland, you know? Yeah. But, uh, number four, Raiders? Really? In the end, I just feel like they knew that they wanted this guy, and they just wanted to make sure they got him um, without needing to give up other, you know, picks and assets mm. later, later on, because... In the end, if they'd done their analysis and he fits into their scheme, and he is a very good player, you know, he's been to two championship games in the last two years. He's yeah, a, yeah. Strong, gets off the block, you know. But is he Josh Allen? Mm, yeah. I don't know. That's um, that's where everything went to shit, really. I thought because <laughs> jo- Josh Allen, he he seems like the one who would be a steal and work in any system, and I thought they would just be like nailed on to go for him there. But um, yeah, but, but there, there is a difference between um, playing for Clemson and playing for Kentucky, though, and I think maybe mm. that's something that you know Mayock and Gruden have looked at. But in the yeah. end, I, once and analyzing who's going to get picked before it happens is you know that's that's great. As soon as it happens, I'm I'm really of the opinion that we don't know what these boys are going to do. Um, no, of course not. Like it, it, 50, I could end up fifty fifty like an chance steal. in the first round, so. This boy could end up being amazing. And I think a couple of writers from Sports Illustrated and that have already said that we're all going to look stupid in a couple of years mm. with this guy. So it's, well, there's, it's, ev- there's every chance that he could actually, by himself, end up getting as many sacks as the Raiders did last season. Oh, he's definitely gone statistic. into the right situation. It's like going to immediately make them better. But yeah, exactly. how, if, how if good you... could they have been? Really, is the, 
if yeah. they've got someone else. It's um, he's got a great opportunity. I don't think yep. he was expecting it at that four, so he'll take that extra couple of million a year. Um, Raiders will happily pay him it for some reason, and. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, well, yep. So, um, following on from the Raiders, then the Tampa Bucks took Devin White uh, of LSU. Now, let I me had say that, that in yeah. our analysis. I said he would be the perfect pick. Yeah. I was right. Me, uh, but then yeah. our buddy um, mock draft, you chose someone else. So. Yeah, well, in my mock draft, I, I would have gone for Devin Bush all day because I knew that Quinn Devin Williams White? wasn't going to be there. Sorry, Devin White, sorry, because I knew that Quinn Williams wasn't going to be there. But then when Quinton Williams was there, I just thought I couldn't I couldn't let him go any further. So let let it be known that uh, had it panned out to this point, I would definitely have gone for Devin White to Tampa Bay. But yeah. we're not going to give ourselves any points or a pat on the back for that. Um, <laughs> that's not how our system works. But uh, then, oh boy, oh boy, New York Giants number six select Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke. Now, we did know that they would go for him, or at least I, I certainly called it, but I think my phrase was something along the lines of, even the Giants aren't stupid enough to go for him at number six. But what do you know? They are. But I'm going to give myself a perfect for that one, just because they picked him in a different spot. I'm still just going to say, yeah, the Giants did pick him. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that. What I, I don't understand is who were they competing against to get Daniel Jones? No one. Like, 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 if they'd come out with this draft with Daniel Jones at 17 and Josh Allen um, or Ed Oliver at 6, then, or Jonah Williams at, um, at 6, would we have, yeah. um, we'd probably called it quite a good draft. They yeah, absolutely. They d- didn't need to take him at 6. And if I was the, 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 um, the Broncos are, you know, they in the end were going ahead a bit, but they did end up doing this to another team. But I would have been like, yeah, we'll take Daniel Jones at ten just for the shits and giggles, and you know, <laughs> and get and get some assets to get traded down, um, just because, you know, that's maybe what they were thinking. Maybe going from other teams, other teams like, oh, Daniel Jones, yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, we were thinking about him. Well, not really. Yeah, and then, but, yeah, but we're just telling just the turning Giants, away. You know? Once once Dave Gettleman's gone around the corner, they all burst out laughing and uh, <laughs> start high fiving each other, going, "Get a load of this guy!" Yeah, look at uh, you, Jags. You're gonna have Josh Allen on the table. Yeah, there was so many places they could have gone with that, which would have been, in our minds, a far better pick. Um, I, like you said, Josh, Josh Allen. Was there. See the difference we're getting, Billy Stidham, or getting Greer, or getting any of these white boy quarterbacks that were all <laughs> sitting there, like they. There were so many options. Um, mm. They could and they could have got them later. <laughs> Picking them up at six, it just and it was pointed out um, on a, another podcast that Daniel Jones was terrified. He mm. was terrified. He didn't want to go at six. He's in a like terrible situation. Yeah, he really. was expecting to go mid second round and go to the Giants and get to learn. Going at six means that they're expecting him to start in nine games and mm. after the bye. And I just can't see it and he can't you could tell from his interview he couldn't see it so we've got a lot of work well, to do on the boys confidence i think the new york media and the fans and that will really get him down and it's going to be up to eli and you know yeah that it's a bit a big market yeah it's a big like, market and there's a lot that's got to go right for him there to succeed but uh yeah we, we wish him all the best because oh he's gonna he's yeah, gonna get not, slated quite a lot if he does fault. not Nope, not his fault at all. Um, moving on from the Giants, we didn't have the Jacksonville Jaguars at seven, taking Josh Allen. And wow, what, yeah. what defense that looks like now. Yeah, I know. Um, that's just, it's terrifying. And yeah. so if you look at it, they've got um, they've got the boy they picked up a couple of years ago, at, um, linebacker that was a bit of a steal because he said to the media just before the... Um, before the draft, he had to have surgery, and he ended up going to the round three. I think it was Miles Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they've got Clayus Campbell, and they've got you know. Now they've got John Tom, Tom Smith, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, yeah, they're like um, uh, Boye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Yannick Ngakwe, he's there as well. Like it's a it's a defense that could really rebound this season, especially now that they believe they might have something more to play with, play for. Well, they were playing that. in 20-yard games, you know, they kept getting picked off 
off the first couple of plays of a drive and being left with like only 30 yards to defend. It's not, you know, you're not yeah. going to get out of that if you're already in your red zone. Um, mm. The fact that they got games, I think they won a game 6-0 last season, you know. Good yeah. defence. Good defence. And they're just adding talent. And there's not really much you can say about Josh Allen other than, you know, he didn't play football until his final year of college and he just, or final year of school, I think in America it's college, yeah. of um, high school. And then, He's just smashed it. I don't think he played at Kentucky until his last two years. So he's mm. gonna learn his upside. This is why I don't know why the Raiders didn't take him. You know, he's just gonna as soon as he gets a full time NFL coach, and maybe gets one of the old like you know Jacksonville um you know greats to give him a bit of one on one coaching and that, then yeah, he's gonna he's gonna really build really quickly. The sky is truly the limit for Josh Allen. It's just a slam dunk for him. Yeah, I think uh, we had them going for a Juwan Taylor here, yeah. um, which uh, I still would have maybe had them going for. Um, had apparently Josh Allen not been there. Apparently he's injured. Apparently he's got a, a sore knee. Uh, oh, boo, boo, boo. Well, me yeah, too. it's not a knee that would be <laughs> fine by um, you know, the start of the season. but mm-hmm. yeah, It was enough to make teams question it. Yeah. Um, well, they did end up picking him up later on anyway in yeah. the second round. But like with, with like with that injury, I had no idea what was going on, and just seeing him plummet down the draft boards, and I was just like, "Whose cornflakes did he piss in to <laughs> like get him off of everyone's draft boards?" But if, but an injury would explain it. Um, okay, so moving on from Jacksonville, you then have the Detroit Lions taking T.J. Hawkinson, so they clearly like uh, their big tight end up that way. Uh, then we had uh, Ed Oliver going to the perfect position in Buffalo. I had a quick uh, question about the Lions. Are they absolutely sure that Matt Stafford's going to play this year? Uh, I think so. I mean, obviously his Drew wife's Holiday, had those problems. Yeah, Drew Holiday didn't play for the Pelicans when his wife had the same thing. And um, I think they're, you know, if that gets worse, then what kind of shape's he going to be in? Yeah, his wife's got a brain tumour, so. yeah. It's a terrible situation for them to be in, but of course that's just something like it's it's a real life situation that's happening in in in, in Matt Stafford's life that they're just going to have to account for. Um, but no, I I really don't know. There was a lot of talk about them potentially picking up a quarterback in this draft. Yeah, well they haven't. That's why I was kind of mm. wondering aloud because you know even if it was just for a year rental or something then yeah. just to make sure there's someone there that knows the play thing for them you know for they've got their business they have to keep going of course it's, it's as clinical as that sounds but yeah you know it's a shame because i think they've picked up some really good weapons aligned so hopefully everything's okay and yeah and fingers crossed for the Stafford family um yeah. Uh, so moving on from them, uh, we had the Buffalo Bills picking up Ed Oliver. Oh, slam dunk. Uh, That'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, slam dunk. It's all good. Then uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers traded up with the Denver Broncos uh, and picked up Devin Bush out of Michigan, linebacker. Now, I reckon the reason they wanted to do this is so that they could get ahead of Cincinnati, who would clearly have been going after that sort of position because they're defense absolutely stinks um so that that probably happened then the Bengals would have just had their heads in their hands but um they also picked up a couple of um extra picks which they used in the second round to mm -hmm. do what they did so um very nice so very good um, maneuvering by the the Broncos yeah I was really happy with the way that that panned out for for the Broncos but we'll come to that in a moment what do you think of his outfit Devin Bush. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, I was, uh, Google it right was, now. Um, I'm googling. Pause, listeners. Or you know, go onto our Twitter page and have a look at the picture. Oh, that one. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting ensemble. <laughs> yeah, he like was, what even is that? I don't know. He's he's so high on some of the NFL teams' boards that they were um, really um, high on him in the the draft coverage and that and didn't hear much but I think he's just going to be a very solid player from a solid system and he's going to get it good player to yeah, he, up, he, especially he, if it stops one of your um, division rivals from getting him 
Mm-hmm. He was the like one of the top two linebackers, and then it's just a big drop off after that, really, to to anyone else who would be considered to be real solid at that position. Um, yeah, well, we, the only other one we had on our list was Mac. Was yeah, Mac, Mac Wilson, who ended in, up like the sixth round or something. So yeah, the, I think it was, it was fourth round to the Browns. I think it was. Yeah, it's a massive um, drop off. Big drop off. There, there was plenty of other ones here, but. For, for those interior linebackers, you get great ones like Devin White and Devin Bush. And then after that, you know, it can be a dime a dozen. If you have a, a real game changer in there, then fantastic. But otherwise, you can just plug and play some of these guys. Uh, just, just make them be a tackling machine. Don't ask them to do, you know, think too much. Just be the guy who sits in that area, picks up anything that, that comes through from the, from the line. But yeah. Yeah. These guys could be playing differently than that. Um, so yeah, we did call Devin Bush being picked by the Steelers, uh, but back at 20. So we're going to give ourselves a perfect for that one. Perfect. Uh, then was Cincinnati Bengals picking up Jonah Williams. So he was the first tackle off the board. Then the Green Bay Packers got Rashan Gary. Pretty as big risk as there. <laughs> I saw him holding the Packer uniform. I was just like, oh, he's going to be good. You just have a feeling, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just seems like a good mix. You know, he's from that area. He's from Michigan. He's from that division, as you'd say. Mm-hmm. It just it feels, or he's from Ohio, I think, but played for Michigan. Um, it's just, yeah. I, you think it I makes just, sense? Yeah, I just had a vibe. As soon as he stood up with that uniform and, you know, the reaction he had. The thing is, like, people were triple teaming him at um, Michigan and, you know, they were scared of the, the hype, I guess. Around him, yeah. and when you're in college, you can kind of take risks to cover that one person a bit more, which is probably why Winovich did so well in some situations. Winovich is a great player, but I think you know if you're, it's kind of the same with um, Flowers and that at the Rams. If you're triple teaming Donald, then other people are gonna get free and make plays. Um, mm. But yeah, I I think he'll be fine. I think they can teach him. Um, Twelve might be a bit high. Yeah, well, we'll see because, like, it's, again, it's one of these things that only time will tell. But um, I think you know, they he's, need, he's clearly they... got all the physical tools, but he needs to develop more moves because yeah. at the moment he's just a bulldozer. Got a bull rush. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, so they, because where were the their next pick was what the twenty seventh pick? Tw- I think got traded. Yeah, well, they ended up trading up to the twenty first. Yeah, so they. They knew the two players. They must have known that the Ra- uh, the not the Rams, the, Ra- the Raiders were looking at the players they liked as well, and they just had to keep getting, getting ahead of them to <laughs> to pick them up. Um, but yeah. I, I just had a feeling as soon as he stood up and picked up that uniform, I was like, ah, okay, we're going to be looking at him and looking at um, Clellan Farrell, and it's going to be, ah, why was he taking eight places behind? Yeah, seen. probably. Well, um. Uh, I've got a little bit of a, a, a beers prop with um, a friend of the show, or a, well, certainly a friend of mine from back home, Stephen Hope, who is a Green Bay Packers fan, and he's insisting that Rashan Gary will end up being a better um, selection or a better player than Chase Winovich uh, in, mm. in terms of production. Is that so, take into account scheme play. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out as we go because there's no surefire way of doing this just yet. But um, still, PFF grades. Yeah, well, like PFF grades, or but what if Chase Winovich gets a whole bunch more sacks, but he's inconsistent? I uh, know we're gonna go for for the eye test. We'll analyze a couple of things and just be honest with each other. At least I'd hope I'd hope that Steve could do that. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on because we spent too much time on that. Uh, the Miami Dolphins picked up Christian Wilkins. Yeah, solid it's defensive fine. tackle. Solid, probably killed Goodell. Good, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Great leap. <laughs> Goodell, I don't think, was quite expecting that. I really enjoyed that. I think his yeah. life flashed before his eyes. Yeah, just I think he blocked out the sun. Yeah. He, did, re- he did retweet it, though, Goodell. Yeah. So, uh, Bless him. getting good spirits, but I think he yeah. was a bit scared for a second. Definitely. Well, wouldn't you be with a 320 pound defensive no, lineman? I'd just have gone for it. I'd have been 10 metres the other way. I would have just gone. <laughs> gone hard you, these boys are having a great time you would have gone over your ankle or something like that <laughs> uh, my ankle it was not my ankle I hurt my foot or knee and everything else you just disintegrated anyway 
<laughs> After that, the Atlanta Falcons then picked up Chris Lindstrom from yeah, Boston College. Solid as well. NFL pedigree, lineage. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. If Falcons went pretty hard in on uh, on linemen. We'll talk about a few more of them later on. Um, He's also from Boston the... College. He also already knows. Um, I think his brother's mates with Matt Ryan. So I think he... oh, it would make sense. So, you know, they, uh, Boston College put up a thing of Matt Ryan scoring a couple of touchdowns and then put up, we got the boy to save Matty Ice or you know, <laughs> protect Matty Ice. So, you know, the um, social media game is on point. Yeah, it just Sweet. makes sense. Makes sense. Sent, you always want your center to, or your guard to have a good relationship with the quarterback. And... Yeah, good start. Yep. Uh, after that, the Washington Redskins uh, tried to trade up into the top five, but they didn't make it. But then they still managed to get their guy anyway in Dwayne Haskins. So this looks like a pretty clear indicator for me that they're ready to just move on from Alex Smith, who had that devastating uh, leg injury the other season. And um, Haskins is gradually finding himself in a decent situation in Washington. Yeah, well, if they get um, if they get everything, if they get a good offensive coordinator, they're going to be looking at their shotgun. It's going to be. In about six months, well, you know, twelve months' time, they're gonna have Geis, Bryce Love, you know, Jordan Reed, and then a, a couple of wide receivers. You know, they've got quite a solid setup now. They've got a few weapons, a few tools. Yeah, um, just keep keep them clean. Uh, don't make them run around, and uh, you could have a real good pocket passer setup from doing. I like Haskins. I just didn't think he was ever going to the Giants. I just didn't think he was going to go to the Cardinals. So it's like that thing. This draft just wasn't very quarterback strong um yeah but he's a good player and then and he's from washington he's from the dmv as yeah. you say you know, mm-hmm, district mm-hmm. of maryland and virginia yeah so they um he's he's solid he'll he'll do fine um i don't know when he'll start though which i think the over under is I feel sorry for case keenum again but um that's just mm. his job i say it i'm sorry he's getting nine million this year he got like 17 last year so kick case is happy he's all right he's he's getting paid uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Haskins actually go in as day one starter. Especially but, if he's mates with Dan Snyder's kids. Yes. <laughs> it, it would it would certainly not surprise me. But yeah. um, if if you can afford to let him develop and have a little bit of time, then fine. But if he comes into training camp and he's clearly the better player, he's going to start. Uh, yeah, he's he's going to be solid. Yeah. Speaking of uh, solid, uh, the Carolina Panthers then selected Brian Burns, defensive oh, end at Florida this State. Boy, this boy, man, um, when mm. he stood up, I thought, you know, oh, you from uh, the remember the Titans. We got ourselves a football player. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a football player. No stupid outfits. He just had the clean suit. You know, he looked good. He was tall. You're like, yeah, Brian Sharp. Burns is a football player. You can tell mm. he's gonna be solid. There's, yeah. He's going to go straight in, Luke Keekley, give him a hand, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be good to, to help get the Panthers back on track. Uh, they're beginning to, to leak some of their older players out to other places. Uh, Thomas Davis is gone and some of their other uh, defensive ends just aren't quite, like haven't quite lived up to earlier expectations. So yeah, Brian Burns, nice slot in there. Uh, then after that, we had New York Giants who got that pick. So this is what they got for Odell Beckham Jr. Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackler of Clemson. Now, not the worst player, but we would say that's a bit high for him. But also, where's your where's your offensive lineman? You know, you're gonna yeah. you got you gotta get one. You gotta get I one just, of these days. I just feel like he he's a good player, but I think the NFL in some ways is moving away from the type of player he is. Like if you look at can sit him as a defensive tackle and put him up against Geno Atkins and um, Aaron Donald and Ed Oliver. He's not. He's not a lean man. No, he's a big boy. He was like bursting out of his like suit he was wearing on his um, on the day. You know, it's he's a big boy. I don't know. He's gonna try and block the line. Like, do you not need someone a bit more, you know, um, athletic in there? Well, do, obviously, so, obviously, he's still a he's still an athlete. He's uh, like his, his, his size kind of belies his actual true athleticism he's still he's a, he's a big guy but he can still move I you know say. he got his scholarship taken off at Matt because he was too big <laughs> he was like 390 Jesus 
when he it's got to Clemson, he was 390. They said, told him he couldn't play and went to take a scholarship off him. He lost like 80 pounds in like six months. Got down to 310. And I think he's like 330 now. Yeah, well, if, if you have if you, if you weigh 390 pounds, then your shins are just going to give out because yeah. you're not meant to move fast and have uh, that. Well, you're just not meant to carry that sort of weight. Like, like, period. I, I feel big at bloody 95 kgs. What's, what's, <laughs> what's 380? That's like, what, 150? 100... I don't know. I, th- I think I'm I I think I'm something like 170-odd pounds or something like that, so that would be more than two of me. Oh, Substantially. That, I, th- I think right now he's probably about more than two of me. So yeah, but yeah, athlet- like... athletically more than two of you. Um... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he can't swivel and shoot like you can. You've still got that ahead of him. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, we need to, I need to get that one like, back in my arsenal. Anyway, uh, moving on from them, uh, we've got the Minnesota Vikings picking up Garrett Bradbury, center yeah. of North Carolina. It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, we just said much needed O-lineman. Uh, wasn't the little lineman that we thought, but we got O-line right, so we'll give ourselves a half point for that. Hey, that's pretty good. And the Tennessee Titans took Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, which is a bit intriguing because he could be out for quite some time, but yeah, they're obviously willing to wait. I don't think they're any, in any rush with him, eh? Top five yeah. talent. Um, he's honestly like, the ESPN, obviously they're quite political when they want to be, and this is the issue I had with watching their coverage but they, they made it clear they went to show the, the video um, of of what happened with him when he was at high school and mm-hmm. I I get it would you, like, would you like to clarify that for the listeners a little bit? No, so I haven't seen the video, I won't watch it but mm-hmm. pretty much so, uh, there was a fight on his street or in his house or something, two women started attacking his sister so he got involved and he used his size to win the fight Mm. And he got like um, charged with assault and stuff like that. But yeah. everyone, apart like some teams have taken him off their board, but everyone in the SEC that looked at him and everyone that's kind of been working with him since then has pretty much said, look, it was a one-off situation. He was worried about his sister's well-being. He was just a 17-year-old, you know. You gotta, yeah. can't take that out on him forever. And, you know, he's been in the community. He's captain of Mississippi and... Um, one thing I wonder is that Tennessee is very close to his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel that, you know, Seahawks had taken him, I'd be like, okay, cool, well, he's on the Northwest, there's not much trouble he can get in. <laughs> um, but, you know, when some of these players do get picked up by hometown teams or, you know, they're mm-hmm. still with the same the same groups and stuff like that, that's maybe a little bit of a flag. Like, they're going to have to keep an eye on him. Maybe you'll have a, a case person from the from the team with them quite a lot maybe well, that's a question. If, if we up. still think that that's something that he's i don't think it is but you know, i don't think we've, so either. everyone's kind of getting burnt just now on this stuff so yeah so yeah and we'll talk about someone getting particularly burnt uh, a little bit later on in this um so moving on from jeffrey simmons who by the way we did see d line there so we're we'll give ourselves a half point for that one too hey yeah, that's pretty we, good. we make the rules he's gonna be a better player to me, than Lawrence's. Mm. Like, Giants yeah. can't win. Well, Giants, technically they can. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't, I'm not okay to win. I can't. Oh, yeah, exactly. I this for him, but, you know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think even he decided. He just, like, you know, threw, threw darts at a board or something like that. Oh, anyway. Like yeah. Uh, so, the Denver Broncos traded back to the 20th position with the Steelers. And then they managed to pick up probably the most athletic tight end in the draft in the form of Noah Fant. So, yeah, I, I said earlier on that I wasn't happy with the Broncos picking up a tight end at the 10th spot, but I think at the at the 20th spot, this is pretty tremendous value. And considering how much uh, Joe Flacco has always had success with tight ends and how much he's going to help stretch the field here, it makes plenty sense, especially when you consider how the Broncos went with their third pick. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But yeah, I would uh, I would go as far as to say that this pick was fantastic. Oh God! You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I did it. I did it. I don't need to say anything else. Bye. Mic drop. So yeah, he'll be a good weapon. 
and um, yes. apparently can block sometimes. So yeah, sometimes. Denver did a good one there. If they wanted to get him anyway, then they got more picks and got him anyway. So well yeah, done, John. The leverage well done. Yeah, Alba had, a, Alba had a good one there, I think. Um, we won't talk about him too much there because there's obviously going to be more Broncos chat still to come with me helming it. Um, so the Green Bay Packers made some trades and they got up to the 21st pick, uh, trading with Seahawks, where they picked up Darnell Savage, uh, safety out of Maryland. Did, so, you, did you watch the um, NFL Network coverage? I watched most of it, yes. Apparently, according to PFF, um, Ian Rappaport from the rap sheet had absolutely no idea who Darnell Savage was and spent about five minutes talking about everyone else except him wow. when when they asked him about him because he hadn't done any research on him at all. Oh, uh, ima- start, imagine that. Imagine, that. imagine having like, someone that you've never heard of before, like, you know, David Long. <laughs> I knew who David Long was. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, like, they were saying, like, oh, just because you don't know who he is doesn't mean you can just talk about Addersley for five minutes, even though he wasn't picked at 21. No, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so. Savage was a big riser on, on draft boards. Uh, and also, we did get safety right for Green Bay, so we're going to give ourselves a half tick for that. Hey, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that pick there. Uh, it obviously, it makes sense since we said get safety they obviously listened uh we did say nasir Adderley, but darnell savage we, we just keep hearing great things about him at maryland mm-hmm. um moving to the 22nd pick the philadelphia eagles traded with the ravens and picked up andre dillard offensive tackle out of washington state now some people are putting this down as being the best pick of the first round as you'd be jason peter's heir apparent in philly um Hard for us to say because we're not big O-line gurus or anything like that, but we, from, from what we've seen, we really like the look of Dillard and Philly seems like a good place to put him. It's like some, someone who can go there and potentially protect Carson Wentz for the entirety of his career. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he'll be a good player. Um, yeah, I think he's so. got to protect the franchise. Yeah, that's the one, that's the one. And uh, yeah, we got all line right for that one as well. So another half point. Hey, and then that's pretty Houston good. Texans. Damn, did they pick David Long? No, they didn't. No, they did not. They because that would have been though, they're bloody stupid. Howard in the bloody fifth round. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, um, strange one there. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I think, you know, everyone that does the analyst stuff, like you know, you can get the PFF big boards and you can watch tape and you can human eye. I think. Mm. We're not in there, you know. These guys do it all year as a job. Yeah. They get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep an eye on O-Lineman from mm. bloody whatever school he's from. Alabama State in this case. <laughs> yeah, so so they know more than us, you'd think, you'd hope. Mm. And now, uh, uh, cre- credit to Ian Rappaport for this time. one. Yeah, yeah. Cre- credit to Ian Rappaport for this one, though. Like, shortly before Houston made their pick, he did say... Now, uh, we, we really feel as if they will be going for a tackle, and watch out for Titus Howard out of Alabama State. And I was just like, who, what, okay. And then when, when the pick came in, I, I, yeah, I, I still don't know. So this is one, like, the jury's out. But they made what they believe is the best selection in order to save their franchise in uh, Deshaun Watson. So, again, yeah, time will tell there. We, we did think that there was far better prospects from what we've analyzed but um yeah, yeah. they maybe know something we don't yeah come on <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah uh then the oakland raiders uh who got this pick from the bears they picked up running back josh jacobs out of alabama so yeah we saw that one coming we're going to give ourselves a perfect for that one right perfect yeah per- perfect situation they needed a running back he was the best guy available and yeah, he he'll go in there and be an instant contributor. Yeah, I mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking at their next pick, but <laughs> yeah, they were <laughs> always going to get Josh Jacobs. I don't think that was there was any didn't any stopping that really. Um, mm-hmm. But and they got a defensive end. They just didn't get the one I thought they'd get. I thought they'd get Gary at um. Well, they got they'd get Gary at twenty twenty seven, but they got yeah. He was off the board by then. They got they got a defensive oh, end at four. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I actually wonder, just to speculate, 
if they wanted Gary at four, but they couldn't bring themselves to, you know, explain it at four. Mm-hmm. So they took someone they could explain a bit better because he's from Clemson. And okay, yeah. It's very similar players. Um, I wonder if that's why they picked Farrell. Like they knew they wanted a defensive end, but they weren't going to take Gary and then have to deal with it. So they kind of hoped that Gary would be there at 23 or yeah, or 24, 27, but he wasn't. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I guess we can go ask Mike Mayock. We'll, yeah. we'll get him he'll... on the show next week and he can explain himself. <laughs> sure he'll answer. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I've got him on my phone. Old yeah. double M. Um, so, yeah, the Raiders, that was their second pick of three. Yeah, they've had um, Latavius Murray and Richard and some absolute nonsense at running back, so... Now they've got themselves a bell cow, I think. So. Yeah, Josh Jacobs could be solid. Really, really good uh, out the backfield uh, receiver as well. So, yeah, it's looking good for Derek Carr in Oakland at the moment. A guy who many presumed would be on his last legs there. But they're putting weapons around him now. You've got Antonio Brown. You've got Josh Jacobs. You're, you're picking up some offensive line help as well. It's It's going somewhere. Yeah, it'd probably worth going back and watching that, you know, QBU with mm. John Gruden, the one that had um, Derek Carr on it. I think, um, mm. Be an interesting insight into how he's feeling about Derek Carr. It just seemed to be with him, but it's like everyone says, you know, all the quarterbacks are coming out next year. So Yeah, got, maybe that's what got, they're waiting for. Probably got one more year to, to do it. But when he had a good team around him, he got them to the playoffs. Yeah, I still like. I think we we both still like Carr. We both hope he does well. Well, sorry, I'll rephrase that. I I quite like him, but not with the Raiders because I'm a Broncos fan. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, twenty five. But the Baltimore Ravens they got this in the trade with the Eagles, where they picked up Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver of Oklahoma. So, um, a friend of the show again, certainly a good friend of mine for. Oh, as long as he's been around uh, Andrew McConaughey he's a big Ravens fan and he was really hoping at this point he'd be getting DK Metcalf but when Hollywood Brown came up I think he paused for a moment thought it over and then said yeah I'm okay with that which is tremendously positive for, for him because he is really really big into his analysis of these guys and he usually rips the Ravens apart but He's liked their draft, and he thought that this one was a really good start. So probably a good weapon for Jackson on your slants and your jet sweeps and mm-hmm. stuff. And like he would, he would be a great downfield burner as well. But you know, Jackson can't throw outside the numbers yet. But yeah, it's going somewhere. Yeah, Metcalf down the field. I don't know if um we can say that with any real certainty that Lamar Jackson has the um accuracy to find him. But mm. it's what they were saying. Um, you know, in PFF, and that's it. You know, these players, players like AJ Brown and Marquise Brown, can get the ball off a slant and go. Yeah. Like Debo Samuel as well. Like they can get it and they can go, and um, that's better for someone like Jackson because it means he only has to throw the ball eleven yards, and they'll still get a thirty-yard play rather than needing to always throw it to someone like Metcalf forty yards down the field because mm-hmm. they've only got one one trick. Whereas, yeah, you know, this is someone who can put line up as a crossback, can pull out, can go like, like on the go wide, but also come in on the slot. So, I think it's a good play. I, I don't know about Hollywood Brown. Um, he's dangerous. Yeah, I like. There's he a few is, other players a I might have fast, looked at, fast man. but um, he's he's probably gonna be good. But he's gonna get all the opportunities. He's gonna be the only one, of the only wide receivers on that team. I know they picked up a couple in later rounds, but. Mm. There's what is it? if Crabtree's still there, he should already be better than Crabtree. So, uh, no, I think Crabtree's gone. Is he? Yeah. Well, there's that. There's literally no one wants to play for the no um, no wide receiver looking for a long term contract that's willing to play for the the Ravens because they're just not going to get the stats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, Crabtree's currently a free agent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They had to do it in the draft. Yeah, so they, they, did, they did good there, we think. Uh, yeah. Speaking of doing good, the Washington Redskins, uh, they traded with the Colts and they picked up Montez Sweat, uh, defensive end out of Mississippi State. So, yeah, we're thinking this is a really nice pickup at this spot. And, yeah, it's uh, going to be absolutely really, 
Yeah, really feel that he could do some damage there. Um, I was as I sent it to you. The team they're building, they're gonna sweat Collins. Um, yeah, they're getting quite a, quite a bit on that um, defensive side. With Redskins, yeah, so. yeah, they're 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 going the right way about building it now. I think. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's not always so much we can say there. I think, yeah, but still, yeah, the, yeah, we like it. And then the last of the Raiders three picks in the first round, they picked up uh, Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State safety. So we didn't really see the Raiders going for a box safety this high, but um, all right, I guess. Uh, Seems a a really good player, but I would have thought that they would have found more value somewhere else, personally. Um, Yeah, I think that as you start to get to the second round, it was getting quite same-same. So um, if they really like this guy, then why not take him here? Um, Yeah. his tape is very impressive. Um, oh yeah, he's a he's a big hitting like missile of a safety. He'll come over and he'll like lay a lick on you. Mississippi uh, State were having a party. They 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 were really oh, yeah. enjoying themselves this time around. Did they get what was it two or three in the first round? And I think they've got a yeah. Well, that was two back to back there. Yeah, so they got a few more coming up as well. Just mm-hmm. very impressive. Yeah, yeah, they were doing doing pretty well this year. Um, speaking of doing pretty well, uh, with the 28th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers selected Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle out of Notre Dame, which I nailed this one right on. Perfect pick. Perfect. Perf, perf, like, is there a klaxon or a buzzer? I'm going to see if I can get something to like put over this, some sort of sample, maybe a hallelujah. Yeah, I'll just take it. Yeah, that was good. Um, the fact that he made it down that far, they'll be absolutely stoked with that. And what a crazy front that looks like in Los Angeles now. You got Joey Bosa, you got Jerry Tillery, as uh, Brandon Mebane in the middle there as well, and you got Melvin Ingram on the other side. Oh uh, yeah, where do you go? That's horrible. <laughs> um, they're still not going to beat the Pats, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> true that, true that. And uh, they they do later on pick up another good safety, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, after the Chargers, they had the Seattle Seahawks, and they picked up LJ Collier, defensive end at TCU. I have no idea. I don't Me know neither. who he is. Uh, that, <laughs> TCU. I, I, mean, uh, I don't know. Texas Christian University. Yeah, you'd probably be good at football. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, we're in New Zealand. We do this. We're good at it. I think, but I don't know anything about Collier. <laughs> So, have fun with that one. Yeah, I guess so. Good, good luck, Seahawks. They obviously saw something they liked. Yeah. Uh, he's meant to be a really good player. As soon as he came up, yes, we were like, oh yeah, he's this, he's that, and I was like, yeah, you guys have got producers and you're feeding your stuff because you weren't expecting that. Yeah. So, because they obviously get it like a minute before they announce it, so they have all the stuff ready to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they did a good job of selling the fact that they knew who he was a bit more than they probably did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seahawks, they play good. You know, they they get good picks. I think most of the value for them, similar with the Patriots, comes later in the draft. So yeah, I was amazed they finally make made a pick because they traded down something like three or four times to get to this spot. Yeah. Well, they only Just... had four picks in the whole draft. So yeah and then they ended up with something like 12 so they clearly see their value in just seeing what sticks and picking up more guys which yeah. well they've got uh, a couple uh, of hall of famers that they picked up in fourth and fifth round and stuff in mm-hmm. the last few years so it's it like cam chancellor was going around the, the room um in the green room and speaking to everyone that hadn't been picked yet because you know he got picked up in the fifth round and he's a hall of famer so you know it's it's I guess in the NFL, it's more if you get picked up in the first couple, first three rounds, you get more opportunities to prove it. Yeah, I think if you come in in like the fifth to seventh round, you have to pick straight away. Um, you have to mm-hmm. hit the ground running. You don't get many opportunities because they don't have a lot of money tied to you. Um, yeah, but you know, if you're a good player, you're a good player. But yeah, they've obviously the got all the tape on this guy. Maybe they, that's how they've done it. They've picked him up in the first round knowing that they'll need to give him time and they can pick up guys later that they can just see who sticks and get rid of them mm. move on. Yeah. So uh, they got that in a trade with the Chiefs. 
and uh, I think maybe at the end of this round we might briefly discuss the situation going on in Kansas City. Um, but in the meantime, uh, the New York Giants, via multiple trades, picked up DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. So still no offensive line help for that porous offensive line. I'm quite frankly amazed by that. They've learned the lesson on Eric Flowers. Mm. I think they're not going to pick up an alignment. You just think that they're burned by that, so they're just yeah. not going to bother getting any offensive linemen ever. Yeah, That's not, it. In the, not in the first round, no. Ah, oh, man. Well... We'll see, we'll see. But they did pick up DeAndre Baker, so that's the first cornerback off the board. We still don't have uh, any any Greedy Williams or any Byron Murphy. Uh, I personally probably would have preferred Byron Murphy at this spot, but um, yeah, Baker still solid, and they they did need another cornerback in there. So I, I, I would I would like it if they'd already got an offensive tackle, uh, because I just feel that that's just too glaring a need right now. Yeah, and then Personally. to rub, rub it in, the next pick. Yeah, <laughs> and the next pick was the Atlanta Falcons traded up with the Rams and picked up uh, Caleb McGarry, offensive tackle out of Washington. He looks like a character. You think so? Yeah, did you see his um, the little blurb they did on him when he got picked? No. He's like a farmer from Washington. He's never left Washington other than play football. And oh, He's got cute. a big white... White boy beard, you know, big, big farmer. So yeah, I'm ha- having a quick look at him now. He seems like an interesting one. So yeah, good, good for him. First round pick, good, good work, mate. And to close out the first round of the 2019 draft, the New England Patriots picked up wide receiver of Arizona State and Kill Harry. So no Gronk replacement. Um, but that was always going to be tough, now and impossible to do. Um, but they needed, they definitely needed players out wide anyway. Uh, now some people can't, sorry, some people say that he can't separate, um, but he can certainly go up and get it. So yeah, New England obviously see a lot of value in him. Yeah, um, he'll. They actually have got themselves a, a playmaker which they don't usually do this early. Um, I think it's kind of showing that little change in their mindset. You know, they got um, Michelle last year, getting Harry this year. Um, but, you know, as with all things, their quality in this kind of thing comes later in the draft than what they pick up later on. Um, usually yeah. gives them success for long term. So. Yeah, Patriots, Patriots don't need first-rounders. <laughs> they could have gone for a number of wide receivers here, and it would have been good, because it's just getting more in the door for mm-hmm. Brady to play with. Um, but like, they were never going to go for like Metcalf or something here. So No, they, they want a wide receiver, not a shipping container. Yeah, So, but in, <laughs> to be honest, the kill Harry is the most similar to Metcalf, I think, um, in mm. terms of going up and getting the ball. Um, got that size, so... Yeah, I, I like it. Okay, it's good for cool. them. Yep, so that'll do it for round one there. And just going back to what we were saying very briefly about the Kansas City Chiefs. So we were under the impression that the issue with Tyreek Hill, uh, there were some domestic abuse allegations there relating to how his young son uh, broke his arm. And they were all just dropped. It was all going to be okay. And then as soon as that happened, then some rather disturbing uh, audio clips were released, uh, which immediately reopened this investigation. And Tyreek has now been sent home from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs facilities and is currently not anticipated to be part of the the Chiefs' uh, plans or programs until further notice. So it's looking increasingly likely that Tyreek Hill is maybe no more for the Chiefs and perhaps no more for the NFL. That's it. He's done. Um, and he doesn't deserve to play in the NFL if that's the way it is. Um, I, I kind of... Anyone wants to go and listen to um, Mike Golick talk about it on the Friday morning, um, Golick and Wingo. Um, they had a, a two, three-minute cut from their show on their Twitter page 
this man's what six six he's in tears he's like how can we keep letting this happen how can we keep letting these guys play in the league yeah don't, don't want monsters in our league i've had enough of it get him out he's a jack off get him out and he just walked off the set so i think he's done i don't yeah. think um massive waste of talent and it's something that we've we've seen before this audio this stuff this is neglect it's assault it's he's done you know this mm. is this is not you know disciplining your child this is terrifying your family and it's it's domestic violence so yeah it's something that we really cannot have in today's society let alone in the nfl and uh, it's something that they need to take a stand on and whether the chiefs have to do it first or the nfl does it um i can see him just being gone i i it's probably like a Ray Rice situation. He could just be out of there. That's it. Yeah. The The interesting thing is that it does look... Because obviously this audio was a kill switch. You know, the case got dropped. And then this audio came out from a friend of his partner. Yeah. Um, So he probably was... Maybe he could have been getting blackmailed about it. But he did it. So it's not like when it first came up, we were like, "Oh, it sounds like it's you know something that's coming up because, you know, he might not have done it, but he's being accused of it, and um, you know it's just to kind of these kind of things." But then, no, he did it. This audio proves that he did it, and even if um, the original kind of reports were true, then he still can't play in the NFL. You know, <laughs> you get these yeah. these audios. It's he's done. It's done. Well, it's gone. like. Yeah, uh, well, like I should be the one to point out that we, it is still innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens in the court of law, whether that will mean anything to the NFL because we've seen people get proven innocent before, but then they still take the, uh, the, the, the course of action which they deem more necessary. Uh, but yeah, people can't be allowed to get away with this sort of stuff. So um, yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. Um, anyway, uh, that'll do it for round one. So we will pick up with the rest of our uh, analysis. Now, round one was pretty comprehensive flick through each pick. But going forward here from now on, we'll probably just skip over a couple of other players and look to get through the rest of the entire draft in one fell swoop. So please join us next time and listen to all of our other content because it's amazing uh, five-star stuff which will have you riveted and you can go back and you can find out whether we got things right or not. Of course we did. Anyway, uh, yes, tune in next time. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>